Hello, person, and welcome to Anthem of Life. I'm your host, Douglas Sarine. This episode was recorded in a small harbor town near a pretty busy fishing and trading port in 1775. The people here are real salt of the sea. Is that a saying? I don't know. But when I arrived here, I was certain that I would end up listening to some surly sailors spinning fantastic yarns about life on the open sea. But just like the sea can surprise you at any moment, so can life. And I was so pleasantly surprised by the conversation I ended up having with an incredible woman named Brandy. Enjoy. Hi, Brandy. Thank you so much for making some time to talk to me. Well, uh, I'm not doing anything right now, so make yourself comfortable. You want a whiskey or something? Uh, it's a little early for whiskey. Oh, oh, uh, you want a wine? Yeah, how about a glass of oh, wine? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's have a glass good. of wine, yeah. Doesn't get busy till a little bit after lunch, I'd say, in here, so. I was here last night. It was super duper. Oh, yeah. Rowdy and. Yeah, they get going here, don't they? They sure do, and yeah. it seemed like it was mostly sailors. Oh, yeah. You spend a lot of time around sailors? No, no, I, I don't. I've... Oh, yeah, they, they, uh, they're, they're spicy. They're spicy, right? They definitely seemed like they were having a good time last night. Oh, yeah, but that's what we're here for. This place... Captain Toby's. Yeah, I also own the place across the street, Mermaid's Folly. Yep, we just serve ale across the street here, whiskey and wine. And was there a real Captain Toby? There was. There was a Captain Toby. used to own this bar till he lost it in a card game. Do you own this bar? Did he lose it to you? I own it now. Uh, no, he lost it to another captain, Captain William Tingley. That gentleman Pass that deed on to me. And is there a story behind that? If I got Toby to Tingley, how about Tingley to Brandy? <laughs> oh, there's a story, all right. Captain William Tingley, everyone called him Captain Jack. He passed through many times. He was a particular friend of mine and is, in fact, the father of my two sons, Jack and Jackie. Also not the names, but everyone calls him Jack and Jackie, just like they did their dad. So is Jack Tingley... Dead? In a manner of speaking, he is. I mean, just in speaking, he is, he's dead. That sounds like he's still alive, but maybe dead to you. It does. Yeah, it does. But he really is dead. I can see why that maybe got misconstrued just by the way I said it. He is dead. His ship wrecked about 45 miles from here when he was headed back to the harbor. I think the confusion lies in that we never did find his body. There were no survivors on that ship. I guess a part of me thinks maybe Jack is out there somewhere. But then I think if he is out there somewhere, is he just being an asshole? Is he just not coming back? He knows he had two boys here. And Jack's 18 and Jackie's 16 now, so it's been a while. I think he would have come back by now. But I don't know him. What type of man was he? Oh, well, he was a sailor, through and true. But he was a good guy, honest guy. 
Love the ocean, loved his ship, captain of the Peggy O. Yeah, I think he would have come back, Doug. Although it's sad, maybe dead is better than asshole. Oh, you said it. Dead is better than asshole. So Jack and Jackie, Jack is the older son and Jackie's the younger son? That's that's right. And and and, and it, it is it is William and Richard, but everyone calls them Jack and Jackie. Just like your uh, like William Captain William also was called Jack. Yeah. I was almost gonna call him your husband, but he no, wasn't your husband. Not my husband. Yeah. But you knew him well enough that he deeded you a bar or two. Just one. He just deeded me Captain Toby's after he wanted off of Captain Toby. You know, just so you know, I opened that bar across the street myself. Well, the Mermaid's Folly. You yeah, opened the Mermaid's Folly. I opened Folly. that because I made enough money once Captain Toby's was mine, made enough money to get something else going. And I wanted to serve beer. I went on to serve just beer there and just whiskey and wine here because it's a different drunk. You know what I'm saying? A beer drunk is different from a whiskey and wine drunk. And I didn't want to mix it up. Just a little rougher on this side. And that's better for Jack. He's only 18. He doesn't need to be stabbing anyone. So Jack's running that one. Yeah. Now, their dad was a sailor. Have Jack or Jackie talked about, hey, Mom, I'm going to go out and sail the high seas and have my adventures? Well, I think Jack knows better. Jackie? I don't know. I see him look out over those waves out to that watery horizon, and I see the little twinkle in his eye and the twitching in his feet. And I think he might have that wanderlust. But I pray to God he doesn't. Mm. Now that you've told me about William Tingley, the giant anchor in the middle of the bar makes a lot more sense. So that's the maybe the one thing they found was this. That's right. The one thing they found, which was completely unexpected because you would think the anchor would sink right to the bottom of the ocean. But for some reason, S.S. Peggy O. anchor, it was floating. It defies logic and physics and science. But this anchor was floating on the surface of the ocean after the ship went down. And they pulled it in. Once they, they got it up onto the deck, no man could lift it. So they had to get a whole winch and ropes and a whole bunch of men to get it off the ship deck and into the bar. It was a whole thing. That man meant so much to me, almost as much as the sea meant to him. You know what I'm saying? It's like he was married when I met him to the sea. That's not legally binding, though. Isn't it? It was binding enough for Captain Jack. Was that little bit of a love triangle then between you, Captain Jack, and the wide open seas? I guess that's a great way to describe it. But why would a wife whose husband gave her everything, why would that wife kill a husband? Maybe she goes jealous of you, him spending so much time with you and you bearing his children, you know. Oceans can do lots of things, but they can't bear children. You are terrifying me right now because I just think Jackie is about to go out there. And if she already is mad at me, she'll take my son. Maybe he can just change his name or something like that. Have him call Larry. Hey, guys, just call me Larry because I don't want the sea to know that my... 
Do you think the sea is stupid? I don't you know. You better I... be careful. Are you leaving on a boat? Yeah, I'm going to take a boat tomorrow morning. Uh-oh. You better dress as a woman. You have angered the sea. Or you might have. Boy, I really stepped in it. But thank you for the tip. I will go down to the dress shop, get myself fitted this afternoon. Tell Marjorie that Brandy sent you. I will. Are all sailors pretty much the same, or is it like... Oh, they uh, All sailors are pretty much the same. I haven't met anyone that strayed very far from the norm. They like to drink. They love the ocean. They fall in love every five minutes. And they love to have a girl to write to. They're so lonely out there. They come in here, they get a few whiskeys in them, and they start telling you, you remind them of their mother or whatever. And do you have sailors that write to you? Oh, I got trunks full of letters in the back. You should see them. I did see you had a wall of notes behind the bar there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are the, when I first started getting them, I would put them up on the wall, you know. But once that wall got full, then I started putting them in the trunk. So these are the first ones I ever got when I, this was long before I owned the bar. I just worked here, just a regular old barmaid. See that one in the top right corner? That was the first one I got. Some of them are on, like, sheepskin or leather. Some of them are on nice parchment. That one's just burned into a piece of wood. Brandy, I love you. It was passed from one ship to another ship to another ship. That was Reginald. He was just a deckhand. He could barely write. He didn't know how to use a pen, but he knew how to burn words into wood. I only met him one time, Douglas, but he must have thought about me all the time. Whoa, that one's a little disturbing. Brandy, I killed them. I killed them all. I did it for you. Yeah, that was not easy to receive. It is signed Ward Linquist. To be honest, I don't know a Ward Linquist. I don't remember that name. And so I'm wondering what kind of massacre I inspired. It's up on the wall just as a reminder to me to not overdo it on the whiskey and the wine myself when I'm talking to these gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. That one right there has the royal seal of Portugal on it. Is the handwriting not exquisite? The crown prince of Portugal came through on a very special voyage, which was his honeymoon. And this letter is from from his wife, Princess Sophia. She'd been on that godforsaken ship for two months with no female company. She came in here. I put her in my bedroom. I made a bath for her, had some real nice girl time, and I just really took care of her for a few days. Smell it. It still smells. I got this beautiful letter Mm. from her smelling of jasmine and roses better than her honeymoon, she says right there. See? She also sent me this anklet that I still wear, pure gold. She's Queen Sophia now. She is Queen Sophia now. Yeah, that's right. Wow, you're you're friends with the Queen of Portugal. That's <laughs> well, if you put it that way, I guess I am. Everybody here knows your name. Last night there were brandy this, brandy that. So every all the sailors know your name. You get all of these letters. You've really made an impact on the world, all without leaving this harbor. I think you gotta do it from where you're at. Make whatever impact you can make from wherever you are, and I'm here. Why do you think so many sailors seem to be thinking about you? I don't know, Doug. When you got it, you got it, I guess. 
I think because I'm friendly. When they're experiencing my company, they're also drunk. One thing leads to another with those imaginative brains of theirs, and they think they love me. You interact with sailors a lot. Have, have you been out on a ship? That is not so much my thing. I have a little dinghy. I like to row out, get some clams, some seaweed for a salad, something like that. I don't go out of the harbor because that's just folly to me. There's, it's dangerous. I don't want to drown. I think that'd be a horrible way to go. And that's your fear yeah. if you went out on one of those big fishing boats or... Yeah, anything like that, a merchant ship or one of those big whalers or something. I just kind of know in my heart that I would drown. You got to trust your gut on something like that. Oh, yeah. You don't want to go tempting fate. Yeah. You know, a lot of sailors think it's unlucky to have a woman on a ship. They're superstitious that, that way. Yeah. What's the superstition? I wonder what that is. I kind of put it in this category where they talk a big game. Brandy, we're going to miss you. Brandy, you should come out on the ship. Brandy, wish you could come with me. That kind of thing. And then maybe that superstition is just because they're scared that if they had a woman on the ship, either they would fall in love with her or she'd be better than, than them at shipping stuff, uh, fishing. Ah, a little bit of that male ego, a little, perhaps a little threatened. Yeah, maybe. They, they like a woman in uh, what they think of as her place. Well, it's hard to say that about you. You're running two bars here. They, both of them are obviously doing a thriving business. This place was packed last night. Yeah, joke's on them because I am in my place, my place that I own, Captain Toby's, or I'm across the street. Mermaid's so, Folly. I'm a woman in my place, Douglas. I can't help but notice that beautiful chain around your neck. It looks like a silver chain. And, and a locket. Oh, yeah, there's mm -hmm. a locket. Tell me the story of that locket. I'd love Captain to. William Tingley. He had it for me. He didn't know he was having a second son. He didn't know about Jackie. But, you know, well, I don't need to tell you how these things go. He was here, then he went away, and he came back. There was another son. But he had this locket for me as a gift, and I think he got it, he said, in Spain. Yeah, it looks like Spanish silver. He doesn't know this because he died. We assume. He pr made me promise that I would get it engraved. And I promised that I would get it engraved with his name. I never did. But is there something in the locket? In the locket, I will show you, is just a mirror. Oh, what? I was going to say, oh, it's a picture of me. But it's not. It's a, There's a <laughs> mm -hmm. little mirror in there. Mm -hmm. I have never seen a mirror in a locket. I had to put it in there. I, I got the blacksmith to help me. What it reminds me of when I look at it is myself. I was like, hi, Brandy. You're taking care of yourself, and you love yourself, and you're good to go. And then I shut it up, and I snuggle it down between my bosoms, and I am. I'm good to go. What a healthy perspective. Instead of a locket there to re maybe remember somebody else, it's there to... Remind yourself of your own value. Yeah. And I think, Mr. Captain William Tingley, I think he would be okay with that. Because I never got mad at him because he always just wanted to be a sailor and never stay here with me and raise his sons. I don't think he would begrudge me 
having my own face in my mirror locket. I bet he wouldn't. Now, last night when I was here, mm -hmm. there's that second level of the bar, and I went up there, and there is, I kind of call it a gallery or a museum or something like that, of all of this gorgeous scrimshaw work, and I saw your name next to a lot of these pieces of scrimshaw. He caught me. I guess that's what I did with my imagination, you know? Some people looked out on that watery horizon and wanted to go out, but I wanted to go in, I guess. And as I got to know these sailors over the year, they bring you gifts, piece of whale bone, whale tooth. Someone just brings you a, hey, here's a whale tooth. Oh, is yeah. Is that a nice gift? That's a nice gift, Douglas. That is a real nice gift. And then you can, you draw on it, you know, you you carve it out and then you ink it over and polish it up. So I saw a couple pieces up there. Mm -hmm. One of them was a mermaid who was crushing a ship with her hand. Now that one is so big because it's on a piece of whalebone. <sighs> that one is about Captain Jack. Oh. And that mermaid, she kept luring him out to sea, put the wanderlust in him, and then pulled him down into her watery world. I just call that one the mermaid. Ah. Now, what about that uh, one that was a, a shark and an octopus that looked like they might be kissing or hugging? or? That is a wonderful dream that I had. I dreamt in my dream this funny, <laughs> just to think of it makes me so happy, an unusual pairing. I just thought, what if a shark and an octopus meet and the shark bites off one of the octopus's arms and the octopus finds it in its octopus heart to forgive the shark and the arm goes back and the shark is so amazed that this octopus forgave him, he just falls in love with him as a friend. And then they pal around the ocean together. I mean, it makes me cry now. First, it makes me laugh because it's so funny. And then, but it really touches my heart when I think about unusual friends like that. And that's a great story. Forget these sailors with their wild <laughs> Forget yarns. Forget these sailors. Yeah. That's a great, great story. That's very kind. That's kind. That's a kind thing to say. The last one I wanted to ask you about was there seemed to be one that was uh, carved to be a dagger, and it looks like it had been used. There, there was blood, dried blood on the... I make a lot of these little uh, bone daggers. If I use them, they come up here. You only use them once. And then they come and they go onto my dagger wall. Now, you saw the biggest one, which is why it was beside itself. But if you had turned around, you would have seen up on the wall, there's 40 or 50 ones. All have a little blood on them. And if you look right here on my thigh, oh, that's one hasn't you. been used. The sailors are fine. They're well and good. They like to get drunk. They're imaginative. They fall in love easy. And sometimes they grab you in just the wrong way. And then... They got to get stabbed. And obviously you've done this over 40 times. Oh, boy. Well, I've been here a while. Yeah. Uh, just a, a pitch. You could move that wall of daggers down as maybe a deterrent to say, hey, guys. Not a bad idea. I'll think about it. But there's something I like about the surprise of it. And then they'll talk about it more. The word on the street is that Brandy's going to stab you if you get out of line. So 
Yeah. I like the pending threat. Fear is the best deterrent. Brandy, you live such a wonderful life from inspiring letters from sailors all over the world to running two thriving uh, bars here in this harbor town and raising two sons and creating great art. I'm just in awe, and I'm. it's been such a thrill having this conversation with you. Well, it has been so fun to talk to someone that doesn't just see me as brandy provider of drinks. And uh, to see myself for a minute through your eyes has been, ah, nice. Well, I'm glad that I could provide that. Looks like some people are starting to roll in the doors, so I'll let you get to it. Oh, boy. Thank you so much, Brandy. Thank you, sir. Hey, have another glass of wine. I think I will. Here's to Captain Jack, Jack, and Jackie. <laughs> and Brandy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anthem of Life. Our show is completely improvised and produced by me, Douglas Sarine, along with Mary Pat Farrell and Sarah Atwood. Our theme song was produced by the wonderful Ben Wise. You can find out all about his music at benwise.bandcamp.com. Additional music provided by Icarus. A special note of gratitude to Mary Pat Farrell for having some fun with us as Brandy. In addition to being an amazing producer, Mary Pat is an actress, improviser, and musician based in Los Angeles. Follow her on Instagram at MaryPat underscore Farrell and enjoy her great music on Spotify under Mary Pat Farrell and her band Tiny Goliath. Inspiration for this episode came from the song Brandy, parentheses, You're a Fine Girl by The Looking Glass. You'll find some fun facts about that ditty in this episode's liner notes. Please take a moment to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It helps to amplify the anthem, and we'd sure appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram at Anthem of Life Podcast. Give us a follow and let us know what you love about Brandy. Until next time, we wish you a life worth singing about. Anthem of Life.